first event of the season, I thought he looked pretty good. I mean, uh, he had a few issues with some of his quads, but overall, his all-around performance uh, with his, you know, spins and uh, choreographic and step sequence. I mean, even though Cal Miura had the, was in first place having this short program, I was pretty confident that someone was going to pass him and win the event, and that's exactly what happened. So. You know, so early in the season, it's not a surprise to see him miss a few jumps and things like that. But as the season progresses, you know, he continues to get better. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Japan Forward's Sports Talk podcast. We're back after a few weeks hiatus, and we're back with a special guest who has joined us um, quite a while ago, Jack Gallagher, Ice Time columnist. We're here today to talk about figure skating during the ongoing season, especially highlighting Japanese skaters' performances in the Junior Junior Grand Prix events and the Senior Grand Prix events, which just got underway a couple of weeks ago. Jack, uh, thank you for joining us today. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Ed. Uh, I'm glad to be here. You've been been quite busy since... um, I'm going to say, well, actually, you were busy in the summer, but since since late August, you've been cranking out weekly columns about the Junior Grand Prix season uh, in France, the Czech Republic, Latvia, Poland, Italy, to name a few of the places. Um, Before we get into some specifics, what are your general thoughts just on the totality of Japan's uh, victories and number of medals? in the junior season so far? Well, I think it's been a great development and a pleasant surprise considering that Japan missed the last two seasons of the Junior Grand Prix. Of course, two years ago, the Junior Grand Prix was canceled. And then last year, unfortunately, the Japan Skating Federation did not send any skaters to the Junior Grand Prix. So the results this season have been uh, most welcome. Is is it is this season's success actually surprising, considering that a lot of Japan's athletes weren't tested on the international stage? I'm referring to the juniors. Yeah, I think uh, I think it is a surprise, and uh, <clears throat> but it, it goes to show you the value of the Japanese training system and uh, the way these kids are brought up with uh, early education. And I think that's what's made the difference. Of course, the fact that there are no Russian skaters obviously is significant, but uh, Japan's results have still been very impressive in spite of that. Is there a particular individual on the male side and the female side that you really want to spotlight as sort of signaling that they're a rising star uh, that might not have been recognized for that level of skill on the junior ranks before this season began? Well, uh, I think Hana Yoshida uh, is, uh, you know, she's been a two-time junior medalist in the past. 
but uh, for the past two seasons, we haven't seen a lot of her. And uh, she's uh, won her two Grand Prix events this season. And so uh, she, I think she is somebody to highlight. Of course, Mao Shimada, uh, defending Japan junior champion, uh, also won her two events. But of course, uh, she's considered kind of a, a sensation with her triple axel. And her uh, quad uh, told loop. So, uh, you know, I would say that, uh, yeah, Yoshida has been uh, a pleasant surprise. On the, on the men's side, uh, is there somebody that, above all, has really caught your attention? Well, I think Shunsuke Nakamura, uh, who won the season opening Grand Prix and has qualified for the Junior Grand Prix final. Uh, is, uh, you know, somebody to keep an eye on. He's been around the juniors for a few years now, and uh, he seems to really come into his own this season. Of course, he's part of the the group that's coached by Mie Hamada. You know, looking, looking, Jack, at the, uh, looking at the schedule, going back to August 24th to 27th, and -hmm. continuing through... Mid 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 um mid October, you know Japan had medals in every single one of the junior Grand Prix events. Uh, you mentioned, of course, the Russians were absent. But what does that say about even more about what you said earlier about the coaching system and the training system? Is this a golden era for Japanese junior figure skating? Well, it sure seems that way, and, and with the Recent ISU changing of the age rule, you know, a lot of these kids are going to have to stay in juniors longer now. So somebody like Mao Shimada is going to be in juniors, you know, for four or five years. Mm. And, uh, I mean, she could really dominate things uh, in the long run. So, uh, yeah, I think... uh, what you see now is you got some juniors who are kind of at the end of their career, and you've got some kids that are coming up. And mm-hmm. so I think it's kind of a bookend effect where mm. you know both both sides are looking very good right now. Who since if you go back a year and consider what you knew about these junior skaters around a year ago this time to now. Are there a couple that have really made the most improvement in your mind to to, re, to to be able to reach the performance level to contend for medals? Well, uh, on the women's side, I would say uh, I mean the Kai has been uh, a real uh, uh, surprise this season. She's qualified for the Junior Grand Prix final and uh, you know has done very well this season and in. On the men's side, uh, it, that's that's a little bit uh, different. Uh, Ozomo Yoshioka is also qualified for the Grand Prix final, and uh, you know he's been around for quite a while. But uh, this year he's put together some consistent performances. So that's been a real good development. So he won the gold in uh, he won the gold in the Czech Republic early September. Yeah. And um, you were talking a moment ago about, um, uh, sorry, Ami Nakai, right? Yeah. And she got the bronze in Latvia 
second week, second, second, second uh, week of uh, September for the right. schedule there. Yeah. And then she won in Poland um, yeah. in early October. So, yeah. So she elevated after her first performance, you know, a yeah, better yeah. overall result. Yeah, I think uh, that first medal gave her confidence. And, uh, you know, at, at a young age for these kids, confidence is everything. We often focus on the singles and little less so about the ice dancers or the pairs. Mm-hmm. Um, just as a sport, usually the singles take the spotlight more so with storylines and the rivalries, etc. cetera. Um, but going back to early September again, uh, how significant for them was it for Naokita and Masaya Morita to get the bronze uh, in the ice dance competition in the Czech Republic? Yeah, that was a huge development. That was the first time Japan ever got a medal on the Junior Grand Prix circuit in the ice dance. And uh, so that was a big surprise. Uh, unfortunately, they did not qualify for the Grand Prix final, Junior Grand Prix final based on their uh, second event. However, the fact that they meddled in that first event is significant. How close are they to, how close were they to, to missing out on the qualifying? And just their, just their level, are they almost there on the world level? No, I think, I think they still have ways to go. That, that bronze was a big surprise, but uh, I think that, they still have a significant gap to cover to be considered amongst the top six in the world uh, mm-hmm. at the junior level. And again, remember that's without any, any Russian skaters at all. Right? Okay. For uh, for Kita and Morita, what would you assess? What would you say are their strengths, and what do you think are their things they need to work on? From what you've heard and seen from you know, speaking to people in the sport and listening to analysis from the, from the events. Yeah, I think they have, uh, you know, they have good energy and they're very dedicated. They, what they need is more practice and uh, perhaps at some point, uh, greater influence of uh, some foreign coaching. That would, that would be what I would say at this point. Okay. Uh, and just for our listeners again, uh, tell us their ages, Jack, Kita and Morita. <laughs> you remember? Uh, 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 hold on a second, Ed. Uh, now Kita is uh, 15 years old, and Messiah uh, Morita will be 19. Pardon me. He'll be 19 in about two weeks. Okay, so there's a big gap in their ages. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm going to throw out some names for you. Uh, some of the other medal winners among the juniors so far this season. I, I just want you to comment on what you think they've done and, and how they performed. Yeah. Sure. So, for, so you can just kind of generally speak about each of them individually. I'll go one by one. Yeah. Okay. Ryoga Morimoto, uh, bronze winner in France. Yeah, Rinoga is a training partner of Shunsuke Nakamura in the Kinosuke group, and he has a lot of potential for the future. He was a Japan novice champion a few years ago, 
And, uh, you know, he's slowly coming into his own. Last year, he was the junior high school champion here in Japan in a domestic competition. So, uh, you know, he's grown a lot since I first saw him a few years ago. I mean, he was like kind of a pint-sized kid, and now mm -hmm. he's grown and, uh, you know, he's kind of blossoming. So I think with more uh, experience, you know, his results will continue to improve. Okay. Sticking with France for a moment, uh, women's, silver women's silver medalist, Ayumi Shibayama. Yeah. What, what should people know about her, Jack? Well, she's again one of these, uh, one of the deep uh, field of Japanese female junior skaters. Okay. There's always in competitions here in Japan, there's always a lot more female skaters than male skaters. And of course, Japan has a very deep bench uh, with regards to the juniors. So, uh, you know, she's, uh, she's been around for a while and uh, doesn't have uh, doesn't have a whole lot of uh, experience. But that's the thing, Ed, is that all these kids uh, on the Junior Grand Prix this season, those mm -hmm. they're all making their international debuts in the Junior Grand Prix. So how big of a, before we get to the next individual, how big of a pressure, uh, emotional and physical pressure is there? How much bigger pressure is there, I should say, to compete internationally than in a domestic meet? Well, the thing is, once again, because of the high number of talented skaters, those those assignments are very precious. And, you know, mm -hmm. they're not easy to get. So if you get one, you want to excel. And that will ensure that you'll get more. Like uh, Morimoto, he got some bronze in that first event, and then he was able to be assigned to a second junior Grand Prix. So it's uh, it's a lot of pressure for these young kids, but that's the reality of it. Is uh, if you get an international assignment from the JSF, they're expecting you to po post some results. Okay, tell me a little bit about Ikuru Kushida, bronze medalist in the Czech Republic back in October, uh, back in September. Excuse me. Yeah, she uh, she's again another one that is um, you know kind of uh, emerged on the scene in the past couple of years, and uh, she's uh, you know she's one of uh, that team of Hamadas down at the Kenosha Academy, and uh, that uh, <clears throat> that bronze medal of hers was again her international debut. She's kind of like. Uh, a real newcomer. She just turned fifteen uh, a week ago. We will we will talk about the seniors in a couple of minutes, but I got a couple more sure. names for you. Sure. Um, looking at what happened in Latvia, Rio Nakata took the silver for men. What is significant about that for his career, and how is he performing so far this season? Well, he done well. He got the he got the silver in Riga, and then he got the uh, he finished fourth in uh, Poland uh, in his second assignment. So uh, you know he's uh, he is uh, half Japanese. Uh, his father is Welsh, I believe, and mm -hmm. 
Once again, he excelled in the novice ranks in the past couple of years. And um, so, uh, you know, he would seem to have uh, a pretty bright future ahead of him. Okay, I wanted to ask you also about Takeru Kataise. He, of course, won the gold in Poland. And then, um, if my notes are correct here, took the bronze in Italy. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, Takeru has qualified for the Junior Grand Prix final based on those two results. And, um, you know, again, he's been around for several years. Uh, this is like, uh, you know, his fifth or sixth year in the juniors, and uh, he's he's 18 now. He'll be 19 in February. So, um, you know, he, he's kind of been on the second tier of uh, Japanese male skaters in the junior ranks. And finally, in the last, you know, in the last year or so, he's come on. Last year, he was fourth in the Japan Junior Championships. And... Uh, he won uh, a spring event in Italy uh, back uh, a few months back, so he's he's kind of uh, he's kind of really starting to come on here in the uh, last six months or so. You were focusing on Mao Shimada a bit earlier in your com- in your comments and uh, Hana Yoshida, but I wanted to ask you also what what has Monet Chiba shown you uh, in the fall season? Yeah, again, Mone Chiba is another skater who's been around for quite a while, but uh, she was uh, she was third at the she she took the bronze last year at the Japan Junior Championships in Nagoya, and uh, you know she's she's uh, been doing pretty well this calendar year. She won uh, the Challenge Cup uh, back in the spring and, and got third place at another event in Italy. So, I mean, her results are definitely on the rise, uh, you know, this calendar year. And she's been around again. She excelled in the novice ranks, too. So, uh, not a total surprise, but a a pleasant surprise to see that uh, she's having some success. Okay. If you were to skip ahead to the Grand Grand Prix final for the juniors, any any metal predictions you'd like to make? Well, I think Miles Shimada will be favored for the gold. I think that's uh, uh, pretty certain. I would say that uh, Japan will have six skaters in the singles, three men, three women, and I would say that uh, there's a good chance that they go it with four medals uh, in that event which uh, would be a pretty phenomenal result. Uh, there's been two big events so far, the Skate America and Skate Canada, the last two weekends. Yeah. Looking at Skate America, Kaori Sakamoto won the gold. How did she look? How did she perform? Well, I thought she did very well for the first event of the season. You know, she... Uh, she showed a lot of poise and uh, had good line and edge and uh, seemed to be solid all the way around uh, in that event. So uh, I think she was a favorite and uh, she performed like uh, the favorite. 
Did she look like she's turned the page from the pressure of the Olympic season and, you know, the world's to kind of starting afresh? Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, she's got a new haircut and a new choreographer. And uh, uh, so she's made some changes. But uh, at this point, uh, you know, they don't seem to have negatively impacted her. Mm-hmm. Did you get a sense that she was very pleased with how she did or sort of felt that um, she should have done better? No, I think I think overall she was she was quite pleased to get a victory in the first uh, Grand Prix of the season. That's always a good way to start. And, uh, you know, especially to start. She finished second at the um, at the Challenger Series event uh, in September. She finished second to Rinko Watanabe. I believe it was in Italy. I may be mistaken now, but uh, uh, so yeah. I mean, uh, as far as Grand Prix season goes, uh, I would say that she was very pleased with uh, her performance. Uh, shifting to the men's side at Skate America, Cal Miura picked up the silver. Uh, so it was good for Japan to get both. Uh, yeah, of course. indeed. Uh, you know, Cal, Cal is kind of coming into his own. He's been uh, a, a good jumper for years uh, in the juniors, and uh, he's defending Japan junior champion. And uh, he's known primarily for his ability to hit the quadruple jumps, right? But this year, he's starting to show a lot of progress in his uh, program components and uh his uh, presentation skills, he, he's kind of starting to really make some progress. So when you combine that with the jumps, you know, he's now uh, finished second in both of his Grand Prix uh, events this year and has a very good chance to make the Grand Prix final. What? Who is who is Cal's primary coach and how long have they worked together? Uh, okay, Cal... Cal trains at the uh, Shin Yokohama Skate Center uh, across town, and uh, he's got several coaches: uh, Noriko Sato, mm-hmm. Nobuku Fukui, and Koji Okajima. So Sato is kind of uh, his uh, main coach, and uh, you know he's had a lot of coaches in the past uh, who are familiar names. But uh, he seems to be, you know, really doing well. Uh, he was fourth last year at the uh, senior championships in Saitama mm-hmm. behind uh, Yuzu, Shoma, and uh, Yuma Kariyama. So, yeah. I mean, he's been right on the cusp of really making a big jump. And uh, as you can see this season, he's done it. Does it appear to be just the overall technique or sort of also maturing mentally with him to concentrate a bit better? Well, I think, uh, you know, I think he's, uh, he's getting some international experience. And I think that fourth place finish of the seniors last year really boosted his confidence because when he saw that the three guys who had finished in front of him were, you know, Hanyu, Kageyama, and Uno, yeah. And he realized that he belonged at that level. Okay. 
I think that's a good natural segue to Skate Canada. We we're talking about Uno moment, moments ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, Shoma, of course, picked up the title this past weekend. How did he look? Well, I thought for, the, for his first event in the season, I thought he looked pretty good. I mean, uh, he had a few issues with some of his quads, but overall, his all-around performance uh, with his, you know, spins and uh, choreographic and step sequence. I mean, even though Cal Mira had the was in first place after the short program, I was pretty confident that Shaw was going to pass him and win the event, and that's exactly what happened. So, you know, so early in the season, it's not a surprise to see him miss a few jumps and things like that. But as the season progresses, you know, he continues to get better. Do you think he feels sort of a weight off his shoulders a bit? not skating in the shadow of Hanyu uh, this season? Well, I think without a question, and, uh, that's uh, that's a huge thing. I mean, not only is, the world cha- not only is he the world champion, but uh, now that Hanyu is retired from uh, a competition, I mean, it, it, it's clear that uh, Soma is the best skater, the best male skater in the world. And... Uh, I think the fact that uh, he's not competing with Hanyu anymore, I mean, that's got to have some impact, even if he doesn't say it, that's got to have some impact on him mentally. Do you think his coaches talk about that very issue with him from time to time? Or even maybe once or twice, like as a kind of fire, to try to fire him up a bit or psychologically, um, you know, channel his focus? You know, uh, it, it's really hard to say because he's been training with uh, Stefan Lambiel in Switzerland in the past few years. And, of course, Lambiel is a very, was a very accomplished skater himself and a very good coach. So I don't know. You know, there may have been some focus on the mental aspect of skating, but uh, Lambiel has done a good job with Shoma, that's for sure. You um you wrote extensively in your latest column about Rinka Watanabe and how significant of a victory that was for her at Skate Canada. So please tell our our listeners a little bit about her career and how this was sort of a breakthrough victory for her on the world stage. Yeah, Rinka. A lot of uh, Japanese skating fans don't have a lot of knowledge about Rinka because she trained in Vancouver. Uh, for several years under Megumu Seki, uh, her former coach. And mm-hmm. uh, what happened was she was training there for several years and uh, she came back to Japan during the pandemic and uh, uh, Mr. Seki had to essentially hand over the coaching reins to somebody here in the, you know, in her, to her current coaches in Japan. But uh, she was doing quite well there with him in Vancouver, and uh, she was there for several years. And uh, again, she's been somebody who was kind of on the second tier of uh, junior skaters for a long time, you know, behind the likes of Rika, Kihira, Kaori Sakamoto, um, you know, Marin Honda at one point. But uh, she's always been there, and then <clears throat> she's really come on again this uh, this season and in the last several months. How old is uh, Watanabe? 
She's 20 now. Uh, she's 20 years old. She's uh, two days older than Rika Kihira. Mm -hmm. And was she assigned one or two uh, Grand Prix events this year? Uh, she was assigned initially one, which was Escape Canada, which she won. Which, and, mm -hmm. you know, the significance there is that was her senior Grand Prix debut and she won it. And then she was late, uh, after the initial assignment, she was assigned the NHK Trophy this month in Sapporo as her second Grand Prix assignment. So depending on what happens there, she couldn't make the Grand Prix final. Okay. We'll talk about the NHK trophy in, in just a couple minutes here, but um, I wanted to get your thoughts on uh, Riku Miura and Ryuichi Kihara on them winning gold uh, in terms yeah, of their career. How big a deal is that in terms of their career where they go from here? Well, I mean, uh, we know that they were the silver medalists at the world championships last season in the absence of the Russian and Chinese skaters. They finished seventh at the Olympics uh, in Beijing and uh, into the silver at the World Championships. So this is the first time that a Japanese pair has ever won a gold medal at a Grand Prix event. So mm -hmm. that's, uh, I think that's a pretty significant milestone uh, for them uh, personally. And uh, again, They'll be skating uh, in Sapporo in a couple of weeks and trying to make the Grand Prix final. You know, there might be there might be some people that say like all these results are sort of with an asterisk without the Russians, but still you gotta compete, you gotta get the scores, you gotta you gotta complete your moves, regardless of who is who is not there. Yeah, that's right. And you can't always presume that uh, Russians are going to skate clean at every event, right? I mean, they, they make mistakes too. So uh, is, it, uh, is it a factor that they're not in these competitions? Of, of course it is. But at the same time, uh, like you said, the results are the results. And uh, that doesn't always mean that Russians are going to win. Up next on our topic list is the NHK Trophy which will be held in two weeks up in Sapporo. What are some key storylines to follow from a Japanese standpoint and also from the overseas uh, foreign competitors standpoint? Well, I think uh, from the Japanese standpoint, on the women's side, we'll be looking at uh, Ryon Sumiyoshi, who is a junior medalist in the past. Uh, she'll be skating in Sapporo with uh, Rinka Watanabe and Kaori Sakamoto. So Rion, again, is another one of these skaters who uh, has been around for years, but um, she, you know, she missed a couple of, or she missed uh, the Junior Grand Prix two years ago, and then she missed it last year. So Essentially, for two years, you know, her uh, her growth was kind of stunted a bit. So I think that um, you know she has a real chance to come out there and uh, show the whole audience what uh, you know how much she's progressed uh, over the past several years. Who will who will represent Japan on the men's side up in up in Sapporo? Yeah, of course, uh, the big name will be Shoma. Uh, he'll be there, and uh, also he'll be joined by Sophie Yamamoto and Kazuki Tomono. And then, uh, 
they understood that should be a pretty good competition because Tomoki Hiwatashi from the States will be up there, former world junior champion, and also Ju Huan Cha from South Korea. So uh, Matteo Rizzo from Italy. So that should be a pretty strong competition on the men's side. Anybody of note from Canada this year on the men's side? Well, they've got uh, in in support of Stephen uh, Stephen Kovalev and Conrad Orso. Kovalev uh, was kind of a much heralded uh, junior skater because uh, he he could hit he could hit some quads. Uh, but as he has grown, he's kind of lost some of his jumps. So uh, his results haven't been so good recently. In terms of the environment, in terms of just the the atmosphere of a big meet and having the crowd there, this is sort of, this is a, you know, returning to a bit of normalcy. How do you think that will affect, help the skaters? Well, I think they all welcome it. You know, there's nothing worse than uh, being a skater and skating in, in front of an empty rink. I mean, it's just, it's just absent any kind of uh, vibe that uh, the skaters kind of feed off of, right? So to be up in Sapporo and have a full house again, I think that's going to bring out some very good performances from uh, all the different disciplines because they'll be happy to see all the fans there. Okay. You wrote, um, I'm, I'm going to rewind here for a minute and talk back about Skate Canada. Sure. Uh, you wrote a little bit in your latest column about Rika Kihira and uh, her comeback and uh, her how she performed at Skate Canada. I'm wondering how, how encouraged you feel skating fans are of her results, you know, being in the top five and uh, just with how she looked, how she felt, how she competed. Right. Again, uh, Rinka missed last year with a significant injury to her ankle. And, uh, she, at this point, has recovered, uh, I would say, what, maybe 80%. She still cannot do a lutz or a flip jump. Uh, mm-hmm. she, she's not doing those to avoid re-injuring the ankle. So I would say it's a pretty gutsy move on her part to come back when she's not completely uh, healthy. Now, mm-hmm. in, uh at Skate Canada, she, Rika is now training in Toronto at the cricket club with Brian Orster and Tracy Wilson. And um, so uh, the fact that she was able to get fifth place and it was only like five points out of third place in this program, absent two jumps that she couldn't even do, I mean, that that's pretty amazing that... Uh, you know they had to they had to compose a program for a free skate that avoided you know using those other two jumps and so it was kind of a unique situation. I guess you got to give credit to her coaches for the ingenuity to come up with sort of a um, uh, you know avoid this the tailor made program that must that must be a bit of a challenge. Yeah, it was interesting to watch. In the, you know, in some cases, she was only able to do double jumps where she would normally do triple jumps. But the overall quality of her skating and her program components, that's, uh, that's what helped her get a, a very decent score. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think is a realistic timetable 
to if you if you say she's 80% right now, her ankle, how long do you think it'll take to be a hundred percent in strength? And based on that, how long do you think it should take for her to try to uh ratchet up the jumps to do some of these triples and other, you know, harder harder jumps? Yeah, that's I how think, many weeks or months are you looking at? Well, I think maybe by the uh, Japan Championships in December, around Christmas time, she'll be trying to do some of these other jumps. But I think it's probably going to be until World Championships in the spring before she's totally, completely 100%. I mean, she may get there earlier in mm -hmm. February or something like that. But uh, as far as major competitions go, I think it'll probably be World Championships. Quickly, can you can you remind our listeners how long that Rika has been working with Orser and 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 uh, Tracy Wilson? Well, she was supposed to go there uh, before last season, but mm -hmm. uh, I mean, she did go there. But then the injury uh, came, and so that uh, that kind of messed everything up. And then she she was back here, and she couldn't skate, and so. Uh, I mean, she was looking to relocate to Toronto and train there, just like Hanyu did for several years. But mm -hmm. there was a lot. Once she got injured, it was kind of pointless, right? So she just came back here. But it looks to be a good, uh, progressive, you know, ideal situation for her being with those coaches. Oh, no doubt. I mean, their record speaks for itself, right? You've got. Uh, what they did with uh, Yuna Kim, what they did with Han Yu. So, I mean, that record is, you know, is very clear. So I think she's in the right place. And I think once she gets healthy, then she's got a real chance to, uh, you know, step up and get back to where she was as one of the best skaters in the world. Without giving away any of your upcoming column topics or, you know, your possible scoops coming up down the road, are there a couple of themes that you're looking forward to continuing writing about this year and this season just um, that sort of highlight what's unique about this particular skating season? Well, I mean, as you know, I've been uh, in each column, I have mentioned the Russian Grand Prix that is ongoing uh, mm -hmm. as we speak. And so I've been watching that on TV each week. And uh, just seeing what's happening. And of course, they're having a lot of issues over there too, because like Sherbakova, the Olympic champion, is coming off surgery. And Trusova has changed coaches. And mm -hmm. uh, so there's a lot of different things that are percolating over there. But I'm keeping my eye on that because at some point, uh, I don't think it's going to happen this season, but at some point, the, the Russian skater is going to be reinstated, <clears throat> maybe next season. So I think it's important to keep up on what's going on there. And, uh, of course, uh, the development of Ilya Malinin, the skater who hit the quad axle, the American skater who landed the quad axle mm -hmm. uh, at Skate America and actually at an earlier event before that. I mean, to see uh, how he's going to progress from just being a jumper into being a more well-rounded skater, I think that's going to be something to keep an eye on going forward. How how close is his level to Uno's level right now? 
don't think it's close at all. I don't think it's close at all when you take into account the spins and uh, the interpretation and so forth. I think mm-hmm. Malinan is still very raw. He's still a very raw skater. And uh, uh, he needs a lot more polish. He needs a lot more polish to be able to level uh, uh, Shoma. What, um, uh, briefly here, what what updates should people know about Kagiyama right now? Uh, and his timetable to return. Well, my understanding is, you know, he, he uh, he's skipping the Grand Prix season after an ankle injury. I think that probably has a lot to do with the wear and tear from last season with the Olympics, World Championships and everything. So I think this was kind of more of a precautionary move. And I mm-hmm. think by the Japan Championships uh, next month around Christmas, I think, you know, he... Uh, he should be back in business. Do you expect him to be competitive uh, in terms of being a medal contender uh, along with Uno and some others? Uh, yeah, I do. I do. Because I don't think, uh, I don't think his injury was that serious. I think it was, like I said, just kind of a repetitive thing and uh, mm-hmm. getting, getting off the ankle for uh, a period of time and allowing it to heal properly. I think will be enough. Uh, you know, he didn't have surgery or anything like that. Jack, are there any other points you wanted to make or bring up or highlight uh, for our listeners? Well, hmm, uh, I don't really, uh, I don't really have anything else. Just to say that uh, it's uh, a very exciting season, and uh, fans should support all the skaters, especially the juniors. Uh, after it missed uh, two junior Grand Prix seasons, uh, I think uh, people should get behind the younger kids uh, when they can. And uh, the senior skaters, of course, are all like superstars, right? And uh, they get a lot of attention, but I think it's important to support the juniors because eventually they are going to be seniors. And uh, it's a good chance to see kids uh, at an early age when they're still in the developmental uh, portion of their career. Okay. Well, I think that concludes our uh, wide-ranging discussion on uh, figure skating today. And I want to thank you for joining the Sports Talk podcast. Of course, uh, Jack's stories will be published and are published uh, every week on Sports Look and japanforward.com. And we will be back with another podcast with you, Jack, um, sometime during this season. Okay, that's great. Thank you very much for having me, and I look forward to my next appearance.